Welcome to Captivate Minds. I'm Jake. I'm Stan. This is our movie Mayhem. This is our Black Dahlia episode. So we we have a whole theme all month long um, on the Black Dahlia, and now we're exploring the Black Dahlia movie. Unfortunately. Now, it has it, moments. This, this is a... It does tie into the Black Dahlia, so we, right. we did find so this it kind of neat. What we've been doing with our movie Mayhems is trying to tie it in with the, uh, our, the, heavy hitters. our heavy hitters that we're doing. Excuse me. Um, now, this movie, we are... Like, we're going to have some mixed feelings about it. We have mixed feelings about it. We don't mind the movie. It's We have mixed feelings about right. it. Right. It could be better. It, it could be worse. It could be worse. The potential's there. The potential is there, and there there is some good production design, and there is some good moments. I like. I'd like and the, the. There is a good cast. Yes, the cast is there. I mean, it's just. I don't know. Well, well once we get into it, we'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get into it. Into it. So here is the opening scene. The opening scene brings us into a gym with silence as the theme of the music starts to come forward and we don't really hear anything but the music. Then it leans into the mindset of the Josh Hartnett character. It overlaps into the main title card is seen and a fight breaks out over various people. L.A. is a restricted area as chaos and madness fill the streets and the cops at the time didn't do much but watch on. Yeah, it's like this... uh it's servicemen against civilians, yeah. And, and like the cops are like taking bets, yeah. so there's a few cops that are sitting there like, with a couple of service guys going, oh I bet, I bet this this guy's gonna kick this guy's ass type of deal, and then it cuts into it's like a full on brawl fight, right? Really, is what breaks out. It lands us into the fighting aspect of the film, and it brings us into the lives of a couple of cops who really didn't like each other. But they uh, they give a guy almost a once over, like they give him a beating, uh, and they save this guy. These two guys shoot, and there's like an opening tension scene building from this part of the movie. We aren't really sure what's going on yet, uh, but we just have a little bit of information. There's a lot going on. There, th- you're right. The opening there's, scene. And it, there's a lot going on in the opening scene, but very may, little information. That's right. I, it may yeah. be too much. Maybe just we need a little bit of information. Yes. Just I mean maybe even a couple sentences. I'm not saying because, a full on exposition monologue, but just right. just mean, enough to get you in there. When you open up with like cars on fire, cops fighting, and co- cops and servicemen, you don't even know why they're fighting. No, like they're just we just are. need a little bit of context and just then, a small right. maybe a newspaper headline, something like, to tell just, us what's going on. Like not pan, even no no. Even if you panned narration. over and you saw like a title of like what's going on, or even heard someone on the radio saying yeah. it, and then have like the the news the station or have a store with a radio playing, and then just pan over like you said that would work too. Yeah. So here is our fun facts seg- uh, segment. We get all of our fun facts from IMBD. It's a great source for us. When uh, Dwight Bucky Belchert. Uh, go searching through the photographs. You can see a real autopsy photo of Elizabeth Short in there. Really? Yeah. There's actually a real... I didn't even notice that. Neither did I. But you know, we, we watch that scene again. We'll find yeah. a real uh, autopsy photo. David Fincher had originally planned to direct this to make it a three-hour version. Uh, but he left. And so uh, Brian De Palma took over. But David Fincher actually did Zodiac. And I love Zodiac. That's going to be our se- another series at some point. Right. I, I would love to do that movie because that movie is good. Good. Fantastic. Actors are great. There's like, it From this and to that, there's a little bit of a night and day. <laughs> there is a little bit of a night and day. I, I'm wondering if this would have been better if the other guy did it. Maybe. 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 De Palma's again, a good director. Again, De Palma does have his moments. He it's does. a slow burn. It, this is a slow burn. The other one's like a fast-paced race. Yes. This is yeah. a slow, it's like a slow candle. It's burning, but we want a little bit more to happen. Right. This book was optioned in 86, and it took 20 years to be made. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the source of the novel comes from L.A. Confidential. So it was based on a novel called L.A. Confidential. Uh, Roseman Gowan's character appears to be inspired by a real person. So that's kind of a neat yeah. 
on advice from a friend, uh, screenwriter Josh Friedman included the screen tests in order to get the audience into the into the mind of the character. So we're we're seeing these uh, screen tests through the film. They're like moments in the day in life of Elizabeth Short. They're black and white. I think those are kind of neat little things. I like those. I wish I, there were more of them. Right, because you're you're getting into um, her she m- her mind, who she is. You there there's a, a face to the name. We have a voice. We have a voice. We, we have, have who this person was. So it's I I do enjoy that quite a bit. Uh, De Palma actually offered a role to Eva Green, but she turned it down. The role went to Hilary Swank. Oh, she was gonna play her. That's right. What do you? We were talking about Eva Green the other day. What do you, do you think she would have been? All right in this movie. She would have been fine. I think Hilary Swank did pretty good. Hilary Swank. She did a fantastic job. Yeah, she really did. But Eva, I mean, even great. She would have done great too. I either mean, or. It, either or would have been fine. Fine. Yeah. I mean, it. Do you think it would have been a little bit more different with Eva Green? Because Hilary Swank. See, this is so. Here's the thing: Hilary Swank's a good actress. She is a phenomenal actress. But there was something about the performance that just seemed a little off. So that was just me. So because because of how the movie flows, I'm not saying Eva Green's not this top A list actress because she is. She's phenomenal. But Hilary Swank has this like presence presence of she is Hilary Swank, where. Because she, you just know how good of an actress she is, that she kind of overshadows people. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like yeah. her part was small, but when she was on screen, she you knew she was on. You screen. You knew she was on, on screen, screen. She knew she where, stood out. Where you're like, well, she's not supposed to be the main person. Person. She overshined a little bit. Is that what you're That's saying? That's what I'm saying. She, she over- overshined. That she has this. Because technically it's a small part. Really. It is a small part. So she has a small part in this movie where I don't think she should have a small part in the movie. You think like, the part should have been bigger? Do you think they should have explored I think, I this think character? They wasted Hillary Swank in this, in this, in movie? this movie, right? Oh, Eva, I, I can see that. Eva, I can see that. Eva yeah. Green does great as small parts. But Eva Eva Green is also uh, a particular type of actress too. She's she, a, she very. She I'm is. not saying that all actresses are a particular type yeah. of actress, but if you look at Eva Green's roles compared to compared to Hillary Swank's roles, they're very vastly different. Right. So that's why I'm thinking like Eva Green would have done do great. Think, do you think Eva Green would have been had more? I don't know sexual chemistry to it, and because Hillary Swank has a, I want to say masculine side to it but she has almost like a well, like a see, fight like a fighting so, side so that's like a, so that's where i'm at where her and her and josh right josh is also this a-list actor at the time he was a very a-list actor but she overshined him when they were together together see i didn't i didn't see that i, I thought them I took, as equals i took it as she's over you thought they were i, over, I think she's overshining overshining hmm that's okay. what I, I took it at. So, yeah. like, where I've seen Eva Green in roles where... She overshined. She could do a small part and not overshine the main character. Which makes sense. And it would be okay. It just... When I think Hillary Swank, I think... Million Dollar like, Baby. Million Dollar Baby. Where she kills Boys it. Don't Cry. Like, like, those are good movies. Those are fantastic she like kills it like award-winning movie she like wins awards left and right did you ever see the hunt no you gotta watch that i gotta watch the hunt it's she's in it i know it's good i own it i just haven't watched you it gotta watch the hunt. you gotta watch the hunt the hunt is good so let's go on to our next segment which is uh just act actors this is our general information so this one has a loaded cast let's really get into it We've got Josh Hartnett as Bucky, Scarlett, a younger Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. as a K Lake, Aaron Eckhart, Lee Blanchard, Hilary Swank, Madeline Lynn Scott, and then we have a whole bunch of extra characters too. But those four are really, excuse me, the top ones. So, so this is, this is, this might be controversial. Okay. Okay. 
Scarlett Johansson. Yep. Switch her with Hilary Swank. Ooh. Would make sense. Ooh. You know what I mean? Uh, okay, I can see so, that, but Scarlett Johansson couldn't do the dark, like, the seediness that Hillary Swank could. Right, but... S- Johansson has more of an innocence. She she does have a more innocence, but I think the chemistry... What I would see the chemistry-wise, I think the chemistry-wise, as the character, just made more sense if, it were, if she played K. Okay, so okay, you know what I mean. If she played K, I wonder if they. Seemed... I wonder if they did that though. They did a. What they do is they'll they'll Almost... they'll bring they'll bring people in and then they'll do a, like a reading. So they'll have Josh Hartnett read with Hillary Swank to get a chemistry read, mm. and they'll also have Aaron Eckhart read with Hillary Swank to get a chemistry read. I wonder if they did the chemistry read and were like took the studio took notes and was like, okay, so this chemistry read seems better. This chemistry reads. You see what I'm saying? Right. I just, like I said before, I just think her part was so minute. The chemistry was there. She just, I saw it, but like that's why I'm saying giving her more screen time as Kay's character would have made sense. Would make to me. I, it would I can make see sense. that point. Yeah, I can see that point. That's yeah. where that's where it would have been like, okay, I understand it why you chose this person a little bit better. I just think wasting such a small part on Hillary Swank, because when you see movies like this, th- when you have so many great actors, because the whole, the whole cast it's is stacked. Great. It's stacked to the roof. Even, even the smaller parts, like uh, Elizabeth Short's dad. That's a good, well-known right. actor, too. I or mean, even the cops. Even the cops are, are, well, are well, well-known. Well-known. It's just... They might be B players, but we've seen them in enough stuff where, like, hey, it's that guy. Or, hey, it's this guy. We know these kinds of people. I just hate seeing A-list actors or actresses not get their, like, dues. dues. You know that what I mean? That makes sense, They're yeah. not getting their uh, their time on film when they they have this, like, presence to them when they're on film. Like, I'd loved seeing her. Every time she was on screen, it's like, hey, that's Hilary Swank. Yeah. Like, you, you had but you, that. But you wanted more. I wanted more. Just I a wanted, little bit more. I wanted, like, if she was on camera more. It would have made more it sense. It would have made more sense because she's so good. Her being in there for so short of time, that's why she. it seemed like she outshined Hartnett. Hartnett. Because you see Hartnett all the time, and then Hilary Swank comes out, and it's like, but mm. once we get into it more, maybe we'll explore their chemistry yeah. a little bit. So let's go on to the next segment. Okay, so this is the budget. Box office was, was $50 million. Seems a lot. It's, it's pretty high. Opening weekend, $10 million. Ouch. Gross, 22 Ouch. <laughs> Worldwide, 49 Yep. So it, it didn't make a lot of money. Nope. And it, and it barely... Barely broke even. It did well. It actually was, uh, it was a loss. It was under. It it's was a loss. loss. Yeah. So here's our next segment too. We're we're flying right through these a little bit. Where it was filmed. So this is spread out through different parts of L.A. and uh, different streets and th- things like that. So it explores a particular time period in L.A. the 40s and the 50s. So we go to Echo Park, we go to MacArthur Park, we go to the Pantages Theater, we go to the Hollywood sign. It's just showing us, it's almost like L.A. is a character in this movie. Yep. And, and then and this character reflects the time period, and it also reflects the people. But as we see it, L.A. is a character. I, I think that L.A. is a character. I agree with you 100%. It has this... Uh, feel. It feel, has this feel. It has this feel to it. Yeah. I like how this, I like how it was filmed. The way this movie was filmed. The, the way, way you can see the authentic cars, the authentic right. outfits. You didn't see anything modern in any background signs or anything like that. Yeah, they I mean, really was, they really kept to this time period, and that's what it really great. shows. So now we're on to some awesome scenes, our top 12 scenes. Josh Hartnett brings his father some stuff, and he notices that he's gone crazy and pulls a, he pulls a gun on himself. The so, dad. So here's the thing. I don't know what kind of gun he was shooting because he's shooting pigeons. It's not making a loud sound. BB? I'm thinking maybe it was a BB, BB gun. gun. Yeah. Yeah. Because the just the way you're seeing, like, 
it it's like chipping off concrete as he's shooting at the ground and stuff. So I think it was just a BB gun. The scene turns into an over-the-shoulder shot coming from Josh Hartnett to his deranged father. We can see both of them in the same shot. So this is called a diopter lens. Mm-hmm. So you'll have a, a lens recording one part, and, and it has already recorded the other part, and they kind of move it back and forth. Or it's one lens, and they just split the focus. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what that shot is. So that's how... Brian De Palma is known for using this in a lot of his movies. My, you know what my favorite type of film, like, yeah. um, I mean shot type, shot or? type, yep. okay, is when they are going like through a window. You know what I mean? So that so they they focus in on a window, and then they go through it without it seeming like they cut or anything. It's just like one fluid motion. The so window's you, closed. So you know how that's done, right? No. So they'll have a crane, and they'll have the camera on a crane, and they'll have a guy inside the window. Mm-hmm. The crane will come up, go through the window. The guy will grab it off the crane, and then they'll move it. Oh, and then take it from there. That's right. Move. Oh, that's cool. So it's all so, one singular motion. Or they'll even have a guy on a platform with a Steadicam. Mm-hmm. And they'll have him at the top, and he'll go through. So it's all one singular motion too. So it's moving like in a natural flow See, too. I, I just love because it just, it's just a cool way of doing something because there's no cut, there's no nothing. It's just one fluid. Then you're right, right. there with the character. Yeah. So, scene number eleven, fire and ice fight, showcases both of them as fighters. Now we're talking both of them as Josh Hartnett and Aaron Eckhart. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the case, but it is kind of interesting to see their chemistry. It's about there. It's about them, really. This movie is about them. I know it's called The Black Dahlia, but it's really about these two guys and their chemistry and their relation to the case. Yeah, and this is when... This, this is, is early this on. This is the beginning of their relationship. What That's, that's what right. I would call it. This is well, no, they, they've had a relationship before it, the movie. It was like... It was, this it was, was touched be- on? This was before they became partners. That's right. So that's right. this is where like they knew each other. But they only knew each other at a distance. At a distance, then what they started to get to know each other, realized they're both fighters, and then that's when the police came, the commissioner or whatever came through and said, "Hey, like if you guys fight, yeah, it'll look good. It will raise money. We'll do this, do that's that." Right. So like you have this, this. You're right. This movie is about them. About them. It's them. Um, it has us questioning who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. Now, before we really, really get into some other scenes. Just watching this scene alone, who do you think the good guy and the bad guy was? Just not not exploring anything else in the film, just from one scene alone. From this scene, that's right. I take Josh as the bad guy. Really? The reason for that is because he fixed the fight, but he lost purposely. He lost to gain money. See, I I thought he was the I thought he was so, the good guy, and Aaron Eckhart's the bad guy. So that's that's why. I that's how I took it without knowing anything else. That's how I took it because he knocks him down. He gets on the ground and he looks and he, his bookie's there and his bookie's now pissed because he thinks he just won. And if he just won, that means he lost neither one of, one of them get money. And then he, he gets his teeth completely knocked out and he gets knocked out. He takes, he takes a fall takes a hit. and he ends up with $8,000. He's able to put his father in a home. His book, he ends up making money. So I took that as he I, was going to be crooked. I thought he was the good guy because he had the righteous cause. He did. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it that way, he did and, have and a Eckhart, reason. And Eckhart was the showboat trying to mm-hmm. teach him. See, teach but, him a lesson. But we each right. have different perspectives, yeah. and that's good. So, yeah. Uh, let's go to his note. I do, like like you said, the, you didn't really need this scene, but it's a nice scene. Yeah, it's a... It's this like it's a scene that builds up their character. It's a character right, building. It's, it's a, not a tension building scene. It's a character building scene. Yeah, yeah. You get to see how each each guy fights, fights, performs, um, type of deal in the ring. You, you could see what who they are as a person. It reflects them. Yep. So that scene number ten, the two cops over to the one cop, the house to house, almost seems like the match. The Scarlett Johansson's color scheme. At one point, she's wearing white, and the room itself is also white, showcasing in it, uh, showcasing her innocence and her behalf. And it kind of shows these two cops and the kilter of their friendship as it blooms over the film. So you can kind of see that these three people are close. 
but it's how close they're getting through this case. And the scene also has a three shot of with all three of them eating, and yet no one's actually eating. It just showcases the movement of time and not actually eating, which if you're going to show people at a dinner table almost eating, you should show them at least the beginning of the meal or the end of the meal. Just not show them... Yeah, I mean, kind of, you have this, the three shot is cool, but but you have this full meets, you have this full spread and it doesn't look like anyone's touched it the entire time. That's right. I mean, someone should have touched something. Touched something, Even but if, no. If you put it on camera, it's something. It, it just seems like they were just drinking the whole time, and she made that meal for nothing. That's right. Uh, number nine, the Junior Nash scene. So instead of going into the case itself, it leans us it leans us the audience into various other killers or scumbags. At this time, it brings us really overall into the background of the people. So, this is, at this point, this is where I was... Still early on in the film. Right, but I was still getting to the point of, like, come on already. You know what I mean? Me and you love this case. Yes. And this case means a lot to us because we know what it is. We know... We've done a lot of research. It is, We've done a lot of stuff. Stuff like it. that. So when you're watching the movie, you're sitting there like, come on already. Like, let's go. Like, it's get a there. little it's a little slow to the start. Yes. It needs to get out of the races just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. So scene number eight, the shootout now it's the shootout scene. And this scene doesn't really work for what it needs to do. It needs to set up more tension, but instead of doing that, this scene almost feels like a cop shootout from Lethal Weapon. Like, did you see? It, did you notice that, or is that just it was, me? It was it, too <laughs> comical at first. The sec, when we see it, this, when we see it the second time around, it makes more sense as a thriller. Yes, but the first time but around, the first time around, we're all so, confused. The first time around, you're like, well, why did why did everyone start shooting? Like, yeah. I mean, all all of a sudden, this is like fire, like shootouts just happen, and then it. You're right. It wasn't until you saw it a second time, it was a purpose. You thought at first. These guys made the first shot, but then later you find out he's the one that shot first. So cops shooting at uh, people, uh, again, not great. It doesn't hold up very well. No, I mean, you're no. just... Yeah, it's not good. Uh, we also found out that one of the dirty there's a dirty cop, and we hear the first shot go off, but we assume it... Like, we're not quite sure what's going on, but we know something it's is a, just doesn't it's a feel very, right. It's a very... Confu- manipulative scene. Right, manipulative scene, yeah. It wants to lead you one way, but it's not sure what what the end direction is going to yeah, be. Yeah, and you're you're at that point, you're kind of just over it. Yeah, like okay, can we be done with this already? So, scene number seven: a special unit is created to help facilitate in the capture of this killer. Now, at this point in the film, we don't know who was killed, how it happened. We are slowly being spoon spoon fed each crumb of information slowly. This could be done to help the audience digest what is really going on with the film. This case can be brutal, so by examining it in smaller doses, the general public might be able to absorb it a little bit better. Fire and Ice are also part of the team trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, and at that, at that point... Uh, do, do you think the information is being spoon-fed to us slowly? Slowly. Too slow? Too slow. You, you want to be into it now. I want to be. Like, at that point, you're, you're like, I want to be... You better be following this 100% of the way please <laughs> that's where you are and of course at this point um josh's character ice um he he doesn't want to follow the case he wants to follow the warrants he wants to go after the um the the child killer uh and elderly be- beater whatever yeah. he is that's who he wants to get and fire is sitting there like eh, we should really work on this case so now that you just said that, it made me think of a good point. Their nicknames reflect their personalities. So, right. So, like I said before. He's cold. When you... And the how me, how me and you saw How me and you saw the um, boxing match match differently. Once you really get into it, you re- that's when I realize 100% you are correct. You know, him being fire... That's and him being ice, he, this guy is like cold or cold. He's kind of more withdrawn. Withdrawn. Where the other guy is like hot all the time. He he angry. just wants to go for it. Angry. That's right. He's like real into it. So then that's when I realize 
Josh is the good one and he's the bad one. But maybe type, it's, it's everyone's of, everyone's perspective right, though. Yeah. Everyone's perspective is different. Maybe you saw them as the hero and they're really it just really depends. Yeah. So scene number six, we're at the thirty one minute mark. And now we get the body of the victim. And this is when the film starts to move forward in the case. Now, without showing every gory detail, we are told in the exposition what happened. Telling the audience does not work in this kind of scene. I know it gives us a clear picture, but we want to see it. Yes. Or see bits so, of it. Like, we don't, we're only told what's going on. And I don't like that. So here's the thing we should be shown. This movie was rated R. All right. It was yeah. rated R. I can see why there's, there's certain stuff that is rated R. Right. But but to, but to me when you have a rated R movie, why not show the body? Why not show or show clips? You the, don't have to right. like you could do psycho version and not show the full like the kill, but show the aftermath or show right. show an ankle because you only show a, show an arm. You only show see, this, show that. You only see like the body at like this way off from a distance or it's a quick second when he slaps the crow away from the body it's a very quick second you don't see the like, full i under now this was a real thing that happened like as me and you have already we've seen the actual yeah, crime scene photos yeah. and stuff but if you're gonna make a rated r movie that follows one of these crimes at least do it justice at least sit there you don't have to show every part I've of seen, it i've seen pg-13 movies that show a lot bodies yeah you know what i mean like come on at least Do you think it was trying to add to the mystery though it might have been but it's all like I, I i've said before this movie doesn't seem like it really wanted to follow the murder anyway no it you, wanted you know to do something mean? else so they hold it too, a little too long on the master shot too did you notice that the yes. masters just wait they should have done more close-ups yes the scene continues a single shot moving away from the overhead. We, we're we barely seeing the body, too. I mean, that, that's – there's not there's not enough to warrant the movie being called Black Dahlia. Dahlia. I mean, I, I loved the parts where you see her alive doing the interview pieces like we were discussing before. I love that. But I like the momentary snippets, yeah. Right. I would just would have loved to see more of her the, life. More of her life. If they weren't going to show the body, at least show more of her life or her alive and stuff. Uh, scene five. Scene five. Examining a witness. Hartnett examines Rose McGowan. And this scene really brings the audience into the question of everything or everyone associated with the victim. The cop pushes a little heavy, but the actress doesn't give a lot. Just enough to move the case along it does seem like elizabeth short was in movies but not the kind of mainstream movies right yeah i mean it's like these little she's like trying to um do readings for certain things no, no, so that's actually an audition she was doing auditions right she was doing auditions and but stuff there but there was other they, those they, other movies yeah yeah those other ones yeah scene number four the one-on-one scene with hillary swank at swank swank and Josh Hartnett as he examines her for the Black Dahlia case. A little bit of information is given in the lives of these two ladies, and they were found out uh, found out one wanted to be a star, while the other one just talked about an old boyfriend in the Midwest. This kind of scene could also work as a way to give Hartnett a love interest, but one that he will not dig into. One of those love interest types that on the page looks good, but the chemistry is a little off. Uh, she tries to seduce him to get her name out of the papers. Yeah, that's pretty. Now, that's you, that's, now, that's her you, whole like focus. Now, do you think she's a, a bad person for trying to seduce him to get her name out of the papers? Or yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's like that's the only, at this point, it, that's the only reason. The only reason is I really don't want my name in the paper because she's from a rich family, family. so she doesn't want her. Family name being like dragged Blasted. through the mud. Uh, so this is an interesting one. Scene number three, the family dinner scene, just a just seems a little off from each member of the family. We've got the father talking about Germans and Nazis to the, the daughter wanting to draw him while he's eating. Even the picture is just a little weird. The opening shot is with the POV of the cop walking into the house, and it moves to to a traditional coverage of people eating and sitting at a table. The mother seems like she doesn't give a shit about anything. And then the mother just loses her shit at the dinner table uh, while they're talking about prostitutes. 
Okay, so. And the dirty picture. Now. This is a funny scene. This scene I loved. I did. It's it's now, funny and it's crazy and we're not sure so, what's going on. So there's there's many different There's elements. Why. There's elements of the scene. Now the mother. Yeah. Why I found it funny. She's cuckoo for coconuts. I know her as Harry Potter's aunt. I don't know what you're talking about. From the movies. What? The Harry, you, have you? No. Nope. Nope. You've never seen Harry Potter? I stopped it for. It's a long story. Jesus. So you never seen the movies? I stopped at four. It's a long story. Well, you sh- should notice her from the movie, though. Like one. I stopped at four. It's a long story. I haven't seen anything past four. Yeah, but she's in one, two, or three. It's been a long time. Anyways, since, since so seen. she plays this like real uptight, angry woman, right? Like in this movie. So in this movie, she's like an uptight, cuckoo. angry woman. She's cuckoo for cocoa pot. She is crazy. She like. You see her trying to cut her food, and she just loses her mind. And everyone at the table is just freaking out. <laughs> right. So uh, that made me laugh because knowing her from those movies yeah. as just like real uptight, real angry all the time, just like hates everyone yeah. to like this drunken, Crazy. stupid idiot. Like there's one point she's holding her drinks, and she's like shaking. Sh- shaking and, and trying drink. to drink it. What do you think of the sister? So that's the other part that laughed because you see her. She's like, can I draw you? And the dad's like, oh, she draws great caricatures of all of us. So she's sitting there looking at him and they're talking and she's drawing and stuff. And then all of a sudden she goes, detective, and gives him the picture and it's, it's him doing her sister. Yeah, which <laughs> is funny. Because he looks at it, he goes, puts it right down. Like flips it over, puts it down. He knows. And everyone's like looking at him and he's just like, like nods. Yeah. <laughs> It's like an unspoken thing. They know yeah. why he's there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Scene number two, the two cops getting into a fight of, or for the morals of cops, and it just wasn't about this guy not getting caught or the fact that Eckhart is kind of a, a mean guy. It's everything, really. It's building up to Eckhart's take on this uh, Elizabeth Short scene and Eckhart's dealing with Scarlett Johansson's character, and everything was just kind of... Cause Slowly through, building up. Because throughout the whole movie, Eckhart is obsessed with... He's also crazy. With this case. He's getting... He's, and he's losing people as he's getting more deeper and deeper into this now, case. Now, the only problem... Or losing parts of himself. The too. only problem I have is they don't really explain his obsession... They touch on it. They touch on it, but they don't like give. They don't go deep because the way, the way he shows that he's obsessed, it's almost like he knows her. So remember, yeah, that too. But when he has that uh, apartment, mm-hmm. the other guy has a spare apartment. His dad's apartment. Yeah, and then he goes in and he sees the whole apartment. He sees everything filled up, but it, they still don't like. Why is he? Why does after all these cases, everything that he's done? Why is he so fixated on this woman? On like trying to find her killer, like it doesn't really explain maybe, it. Maybe it's because it's one of the grossest cases LA has come across. Right, and but he just has this weird. To me, it was almost like he, or maybe his his sister or other daughter was killed, and that's his redemption. That's how I I yeah. kind of saw it. Like I would, I just to me, it just seemed like he had some sort of connection with her. Yeah, the way he obsessed with her, but they never like explain. go into it. Yeah. So we have our final scene when fire and ice are said uh, one last time. The bad cops get burned in order to cover up what's really happened. The biggest scene is that there's their the relationships between the cops and the friends are almost like brothers, and it ends on such a rough note. Yeah, I mean, it ends rough. The scene the scene really bleeds out into the aftermath of where Hartnett has to face the truth and just. Tell Scarlett Johansson's character what really happened. It, it's it's one of those like, <laughs> uh, do hey, I? Hey, we're we're not going to traditionally bury him. We're going to throw him in this uh, in this big furnace. Do you want to say any like last words? And it's like, wow, that's harsh. That is that's h- harsh. Oh, no, I was talking about their last moments together, but that is a harsh scene but, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I so every time like when they were alive, the, the last little bit bit. But then when he's dead, you know, that little bit too, it's like you're, you're just throwing him away. Mm-hmm. 
it's time to say goodbye. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a really messed up part. So we had some questions while uh, watching it. Why was the bum shooting uh, pigeons? Like the dad shooting pigeons just because? He's just crazy, crazy German. (laughs) (laughs) So after this guy gets his ass handed to him, he quits for a week and then back like the Hartnett character he gets beat so, and then he like so he gets he his, takes a week and then he's his, like, like back like that I really know. I mean he gets his teeth knocked out he gets people. and his face gets real messed up and then it's like hey you gonna take another week or are you gonna come back to work that's right 11 people captured and that's not a lot of people for a few months of investigating yeah it, uh, that's it, a little weird it, it, a little weird it takes 20 minutes for the film to get going I, I didn't like that no it like I said there's a lot of like there's no, just you, could, you could trim some time out of it. You this. can trim a lot of time. It, the movie is too long for what it, it needed to be. Uh, we don't really get into the Black Dahlia case until 25 minutes in, and it's a two-hour movie. Right. It, it's again it, the the movie is Black Dahlia. Yeah. It's Why did it take so long to get, get in. there? So I get these two cops are friends, but you'd also think that Aaron Eckhart's character would really clearly see Josh Hartnett and Scarlett falling for one another. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. See, the thing is... Or is he blinded by the friendship? I think, they're, for one, he, at the beginning, he's like blinded by the, the friendship. But it's a weird... It's a weird triangle it is a relationship. Weird. Because even Scarlett's character says that... The other, they don't sleep together. Yeah, it's weird. So it's it's just three people just hanging out type of deal. I like I don't know. Like I so there's a lo- there's more like, than one, they, there's more than one love triangle too. Right. It's so like, it's Hartnett and Johansson, Hartnett and Swank. Yeah. Eckhart, Johansson, Johansson, Eckhart, Johansson, um, Hartnett. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a little bit. It's, it's a little confusing. It's too much. It is too much. Too much. You're, you're right. Uh, mind if I have a smoke, Doc? Nah, she won't mind. What kind of uh, line is that? <laughs> that's right. a fine. That's I mean, a, that's pretty good. Um, what kind of the weird kind of audition tape? We talked about it briefly, but it is so. It's a little, it's a little weird. So it shows. The snippets, I meant. The snippet audition they, tapes. They almost wanted to make her seem almost slutty in a way because she starts out, all right, hey, we need you need to read this scene. Yeah. And she, like, turns it sexual in, in some parts. Where but don't, he's, but where don't he's, you think it, it was the kind of how the director was giving her direction, though, too? Yes and no because when she when she starts like crawling on the ground, that's overly sexual. Yes, and he, and he's like, but he doesn't give her any action to do that though. He just he, says and, play out the scene. Well, then afterwards he's like, hey, you're supposed to be sad. Like, can you do it sad? Because that's what you're supposed to be doing. It's supposed to be sad. Oh, I guess I can do that. But then it's like it cuts to another time, and then another time she's like squatting on the floor looking at him or like she's bent over a little bit showing her cleavage or she's trying to she's be like she's trying to be sexual in a moment where he doesn't need it it war it's almost like she has this if i do this that's i'm thing. gonna get this part that's right yeah um it took elizabeth it looked like elizabeth short was raped in the movie and it, it didn't seem like uh, it, yeah. it implies one thing, but when we'll get into the actual case, we'll yeah. talk about But that's a little weird. The running tapes throughout the film, it looks like she's almost degrading. Yes. Yeah. She's, she's lo- Elizabeth Short. I mean, in the film, we see maybe three or four snippets, and each one, she seems to be losing it a little bit more and a little bit more yeah. and a little bit losing more. Losing her, like, innocence. I was just in saying, a, in a like... Way. You could just see the complexion. Yes, like yeah, her, yeah. herself. She's losing herself like, in each slow, snippet. Slowly dying inside. That's right. That's right. And that's each really... Time. You can see it in her eyes. Yeah. Like, she's just... Tired. T- yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, if it's on cable, are you watching it? Mm, no. Nah, same here. I just... No. No. I'm skipping it. Yeah. We don't I, do that. We don't do that often. We don't, we don't skip them, but... It's rough. 
I mean, it's, it's, it has its moments. It has its moments. moments. I think if it was, let's say if it was in the middle of the movie, there's nothing else on, then maybe. But, but I mean, it's going to be a very rare thing, thing. that, I, yeah. that yeah. I do. I agree with you on this one. Favorite part? Ooh. I go technical on mine. God, it's hard. It's hard. Chemistry, you could do actors. What what would be one thing? The sound, the drama, uh, the colors, so the backgrounds. I'm going to say I'm going to say when they are fighting in the bathroom. Oh and, yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. And he just like pummels him. Yep. And now he's like curled that's up a in good, a ball on the floor. That's a good scene. So it it goes from like because you see the reverse of one being a strong character ex- and exact, one being a weak now, character. Because now you see you see fire in as nice. this like petty, like cowardly. No, hey, like don't. listen. Yeah. And then ice comes out of nowhere, and, and he, he has tur- the fire, and he has the fire, and he just like yeah. That's a, that's a good little scene. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the camera work. Yes. The type of shots that were used are very precise. Mm-hmm. They're very uh, – Brian De Palma knows what he's doing with the shot types, but each shot kind of really stands out like we talked about the diopter lenses earlier. And then I also – the production design, the way that there's good camera, uh, good cars, and good clothing, and everything seems smooth. Every person's outfit really reflects them from like Hillary Swank's – black attire mm-hmm. to even Josh Net- Hartnett's attire to even Scarlett Johansson's attire. Each outfit kind of reflects the personality and that's what kind of makes it stand out a little bit. Yeah. That's what I mean. No, I, I love the noir feel. feel that's that's a part of it too. Yeah, those um, were really good parts like, to it. Like me and you discussed before, it ha- like it has potential to be this noir detective movie but there's just something but there's missing. just something missing that's i mean i, I, don't I, I just don't know it's the movie could be better they they could have done so i don't think if they decided not to cover dahlia in it and it was them it was them being detectives for other things throughout the whole thing maybe that might have worked that might have worked but because you name this Black Dahlia, you expect more Black Dahlia, and you are focusing on love, Relate, love lo- interests and relationships. Yeah, and, and that's where it kind of lost me. Like I want to see, I want to see them do the case, do the case, not bullshit around. Right. So, what was one part you didn't like? The entire movie. <laughs> not one part. So one part. One part. You have to narrow One it down. Part. Well, while you're thinking about it, let me do mine. Yeah, do yours. And um, the over the overuse of the diopter lens. I know we talked about it. Twice is too much. Twice once is fine. Um, it leans too heavy into the romantic narrative at some mm-hmm. points, and less like you were saying, less into the Dahlia case. That's really. I mean, we. We're going into it expecting it to be a serial killer movie, and we got it to be a romantic love drama. So that those are so my things I didn't like. So about I it. agree. That's where I don't like the focus on the romance. That's what I. It don't. pulls too way too when, much away when you they finally get into the case, and then again with the love interest, and then they go back to the case, and then with the love interest, like it's a little confusing. He's in love with this girl. Now he's in love with this girl. Now that guy's in love with this girl. Like, come on. It's it's just not working. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. Is it a classic? No. <laughs> wow, we're really hating on this film today. I, I just We hate this no. one. No. It just It has good elements. It has it has good elements. Like I said, the cast the, is good. The movie's there. It's just something's missing. You just have to or I you think, need to add something. I think if you pick out all the romance and you have the two detectives trying to solve this case, focusing on the case that works, and it's them following leads, following this, following that, then you have a movie. When it's if it is all about the Dahlia case, you have a movie. You have a movie, but when it's about the romance, the romance, it's about each one of their pasts. It's too much, and then it's like. You're you're following Scarlett Johansson's past, 
now you're following this family, you know, uh, this uh, the rich, fam- fa- family. rich family. It's like it, you're adding too much. It's overstuffed. Yeah. Yeah. You so. could have made it just, I mean, you even could have cut time out. I you mean, could there's have. a lot of stuff you could have taken out. So here's some uh, great oh shit moments. Never losing a fight for money is a small oh shit moment. Yeah. Um, the woman walking and finding something. Yeah, early, so, early so, like when it, so when it pulls up above the building, yep. and you see her with like her, her bassinet, That's her right. little stroller, and she like stops, she looks, and then you just hear her screaming, and then it pans back again. But it, but we, we cut, we, it's like one single shot, yeah. and it's going from them to And then another. it follows the car, the car comes around. That's right. But you're like, but, but, wait, wait, wait. More over here, please. Over there? That's right. It's like, That's what right. are you doing? Um, a running oh shit moment is when Aaron Eckhart is smoking a butt. He clearly, clearly has done something wrong, and every time he smokes a butt, you can see that he's, he's, he's trying to justify he's, his he's, actions. Yeah, he's trying to think of like so, something. Yeah. yeah. Um, the name of the victim and how she died is no shit moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll explore a little more. Uh, a woman. Sleeping with a cop to keep her name suppressed in the papers. That's an oh shit moment. I mean, that's how they did it back in the day, anyways. <laughs> the name George and the rental properties may not seem like an oh shit moment, but maybe uh, when things come along in some episodes. Yeah. But that, it, it is a nice nod to yeah, the case it itself. Uh, where the hell do you drive boats in LA? I don't know. There's, no many, there's not many ponds. No. They're driving a boat somewhere in LA. Maybe one of the potholes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the little sister being killed causes him to go apeshit over the death of the Dahlia. Yeah. Yeah. The, that's, I mean, that is a big oh shit moment. Yeah. Uh, when, when both men fall to their death. That was such a cool scene. It was done differently. Be- because it was just like... Didn't it seem like they fell forever? Yeah. You the, way, I mean? the way it was shot, it the was way like it was sh- like a longer lens, and then they're just falling slowly, the, and then bam. Because you you know they're up there, but as they're falling, you're like, yeah, he's definitely dead. Dead. Yeah. Like, ouch. <laughs> Would you recommend it? No. Yeah, same here. I mean, it's, mm, yeah, I don't think I would. I just, I don't. I they gotta put more Dahlia. I think they gotta put more Dahlia in it. Right. I mean, if someone if someone says, "Hey, I'm gonna watch this," I'd be like, "Okay, go ahead and do it. You'll be disappointed." I don't. I don't know if it's really because I know the like, story so much. That's why I'm so disappointed in the movie. I think this is the first movie that we've kind of agreed on isn't that great. Right. And we've done a lot of movies so far. Yeah, and we've always liked them. <laughs> well, not always. Assault on Precinct 13 was okay. It was okay, but I mean, this, this one, one we're, we're kind of hating one on. This one we just, we just don't like. We've been talking about this the whole episode. Does it work? No. No. It, it doesn't. It's just missing it's you just can trim. Things. You can trim it's, parts of it. You can clean it up. The, the love triangles are just too heavy. Yeah, it's... I don't, I don't get it. it. It's just... It's not a working movie. So here we are, the ending. The ending has been building up to this moment. Everything has led to this. Once Lee is dead, the chemistry of the rest of the film steams off. Even the romantic elements seem tainted by the rest of the film. We're also given brief snips. It's interesting into the cops who investigate the case, but not into every single detail of the short case. We do spend a solid 40 minutes of the entire film on the case. For a two-hour movie, we only spend about 40 minutes on it, which... Kind of bugs me. The bad cop had loot full of money, Scar- and Scarlet lied about what really he did for work. Everything we knew about the cop was a lie, and the good cop was being played for a fool. So everyone, basically, everyone is being played for a fool, and yep. it's really kind of bad. As he finds his way in, into Hollywood land, certain clues are revealed, and he finds out the location where Elizabeth Short was killed. And these are the the kinds of details he needed to solve the case. See, and this is what sucks. This is the end of the movie, and this is where it seemed like it actually picked up. You know what I mean? I wish it, there was more of this. Right. So now he is focusing on the the murder. He's focusing on this case, and he's actually doing something about it. So 
This is when it's like it could have been. We could have gotten to this point a little bit faster, mm-hmm. and then explore the Dahlia case, or yeah, or started with this. Started with him dealing with the Dahlia case, and then reverse it. Reverse the whole movie, reverse. like do like do like a Pulp Fiction. Start yeah. here, end over here, and then show us how we got there. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not how they no. did it. So that's the uh, that's the black, that's all I got for the Black Dahlia. Uh, if it's rebooted or remade. How do you think they can make it better? By exactly what we were discussing. Like, focus on the case. Focus on the get, case. Get rid of the romance. Like, or tone it down. Or, yeah, to, tone it down. Tone it down, that's fine. Yeah. But have like, a little bit. You, want, you was, want characters to be humanistic, though. You want them to become real and have I would, three-dimensional personality. I would like it being two brotherly cops who have been there for each other, trying to solve this case, want, and... You know that aspect of like one's taking it too like too far. There's obsession. The other one's trying to help him get out of the obsession. Yeah. That type of uh, camaraderie. That type of that type of um, chemistry. You, you know what I mean? Not yeah. really a not really like a romantic couple, but still a couple of their partnership. Um, Competitive almost. Right. That if you focused on their partnership and them following the case from beginning and them solving it. That would have been that would make a good movie. movie. So if they were to remake this or or make a Dahlia movie, that's what they need to do. Focus on the case. Focus on the case. Like yeah. who cares about how many different people this guy's gonna sleep with? You know what I mean? Like at some point, I just stopped caring. To be honest, I I, <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, that's all we got for the Black Dahlia. If you like what you hear. Uh, let us know on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review or don't leave a review. Just tell us how we're doing or, or if you don't like us. Yeah, we'll read anything. Uh, follow us on Facebook at Captivated Minds, on Instagram at Minds Captivated, and our email is CaptivatedMinds2 at gmail.com. Everything's linked in the show notes, uh, especially Jake and I's Instagram. You can always add us. Um, we usually add everyone. I, I've added everyone that's yeah, added me. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, like like we said, if you want to email us, give us an idea for a movie. Give us an idea for maybe a heavy hitter. Wh- yeah, whatever. we'd love to we'll, take an email we'll or a, a, a DM. Yeah, you can DM us That's on, easier on too. Instagram or even contact us on Facebook. Uh, thank you. All right, thank you.